global shortages are causing farm input costs to skyrocket. A better way to farm shows you how to take control of inputs and maximize profits so you can farm the way you want. Now, from America's heartland, here's your host. Hey guys, Rod here at A Better Way to Farm where we increase yields and improve profits. And I'm going to talk about that here on this particular episode. In particular, I want to talk what started this was a deal about crop production cost forecasts. Before I dive into that, I got a couple things I need to do. Number one, where I'm going to ask you guys for a favor. We really needed some help from you. If you would be so kind as to write a written review. And guys, that helps us so much. It's a huge help when you do that. And if you could do that, it would really help the show. And we would say thank you. Secondly, as you guys know, the girls are working on a series, a course, if you will, about first-generation farmers starting from scratch. And so Karen was saying, could you please send us a message just of things that you would like to see, topics that would be included in that that would be beneficial to guys starting out as a first-generation from scratch operation. If you could do that, that would be really cool. Thank you. So let's talk about crop production cost forecast. I have something here that we pulled off, and uh, it was an economist who was talking about what they think the U.S. operating costs are going to land at for 2023 and what they're going to be at for 2024. And I found this really interesting because their projection is that for corn, the cost is going to go down about $32 an acre. That's all there's going to be is a $32 drop per acre. And we were hoping for a lot more than that, I know, as an industry. And here's the real kicker. The cost for soybeans is expected between 23 and 24. The projection is the cost to produce soybeans will go from $621 down to $613. That's an $8 decrease. Guys, that's not very much. That's not very much at all. Uh, what, less than 2%. And so consequently... We've got some situations here, and it goes through beans, cotton, sorghum, barley, peanuts, rice, and oats, and I'm not going to get into all of those. However, suffice it to say that the average change in here is all less than $30, and there's several of them that are less than $10, that they're expected the price to go down on your cost of production. The first thing I would like to do is I would like to submit to you that maybe cost per acre is not the best indicator. And let me explain how I arrive at this. Here's what I want you to do. I'm going to assume their number is correct, that in 2024, it's going to cost you 856 bucks an acre all in to grow a bushel of corn. So they've broke it down per acre. Here's the interesting part. If you grow 200 bushel corn, you now have $4.28 a bushel in that corn when you get a hold of it. But if you just move that from 200 to 250, your cost goes down to 342. We're talking about 80 cents a bushel difference in total cost of production for just a 50 bushel increase. Guys, yield is king. Yield is king. Soybeans, if you grow 60 bushel beans, and they're saying it's going to cost you 613 bucks an acre, if you grow 60 bushel beans, that's $10.21. But if you just move up to 80 bushel beans, it goes to 766. You lower that cost $2.50 per bushel. Your cost of production changes that. So if you're growing 80 bushel beans and you drop that to 250, that's over $200 an acre more money. 200 bucks an acre more net profit just for doing that. So then the question is, okay, 
How are we going to do that? What are we going to do? Well, I'm here, guys, to make some suggestions. And one of those suggestions is, is maybe we don't just keep doing the same old thing, saying something's got to change, hoping that it gets better. Guys, hope is not an approved business plan. I believe in having faith. I believe God is there and he's going to take care of us. I don't think that doing the exact same thing and thinking that we're not going to get the exact same results is a good idea. The bottom line is, guys, maybe what we need to do is we need to change. We need to redirect where we're spending our money. As an industry, we've been very slow to change. We've been very set in doing it exactly the same way over and over and over again. You know, a lot of us want to apply fall gas and we want to do some 1846-0 or 1152-0. Then we want to do some 0060 and get that all done in the fall because we got to get her done. You know, we get that done. And then spring rolls around and we've already spent all this money and we don't know what kind of potential that we have. And the fact of the matter is that's not necessarily great risk management. So let's talk about how to redirect these dollars. Because I dare say, as we see the growers that we're working with and the people who are making it happen, they are addressing more than NPK. Guys, it's no secret, boron and sulfur levels are horrible across the United States. There's a handful of people that live in a certain area, their levels are sufficient, but it's a very low percentage. I dare say less than five. I know the soil tests that I look at, the ones that I look at, it's less than two. I don't know statistically for sure what America is, but I do know for sure what it is on the soil test that we see, and it's less than 2% that have adequate boron and adequate sulfur. So that being said, there are some things that we should take a look at, and maybe we don't need as much NPK, but we really need to address boron or sulfur because those would be our limiting factors, and we got to figure out how it is we're going to address those because those are what's holding us back. That's what's created this plateau on our yield. I look at a lot of the people. We picked up a bunch of new customers in this growing season, and it is so much fun and so gratifying to have them call and talk about how different their stuff looks because they went the extra mile and they addressed boron and sulfur and the other secondaries and the other micros, and it's paying great dividends. I did have someone here a while back get a hold of us on social media, and they said, well, you know, if it's not a very good year, you wouldn't want to use micros. And I would 100% take the other side of that. If it's going to be a dry, tough year, I think the micros are very important because those help the plant be healthier. They help it take stress. They do all the things that we need to do when we've got a tough year in front of us. And in a good year, they really boost yield. And that's what this is all about is how do I spend the exact same amount of dollars? Let's just pretend that we are going to spend exactly $856, including overhead and everything, but $856 per acre. The question is, can I spend exactly that same amount of money, but redirect it in a way that brings me more yield? It's not always just about cutting inputs because we can cut a lot of inputs, but sometimes we cut inputs and the yield goes down and the cost of production even goes higher. And all of a sudden, yeah, the good news is we got less bushels because we're losing more money per bushel. And we don't want to be losing any money per bushel. We want to be making money per bushel. And we've got to take a look here and, and see what it is. I don't have a great deal of faith in the prognosticators of the market. I just read something today that said soybeans are going to be going up significantly and corn is going to be going down significantly. I have to question that. We'll see. Time will tell. I'm not your marketing guru. Guys, let me say this. 
If your marketing plan is you're holding your beans because you're going to get $18 for them, but you're willing to sell them for 10 later, you need a new marketing plan. And I would suggest you get someone who has a proven track record. You might go back and listen to the podcast with Right on the Market. I am impressed by what I see coming out of that guy. So as we take a look at this, though, guys, the fact of the matter is we're going to use these numbers. But the key is, remember this, adding 50 bushel to your corn lowers your cost of production 60-some cents. Adding 20 bushel to your soybeans lowers your cost of production about $2.50. Guys, this is where the cheesecake is. This is how we do something different. You know, Einstein said, doing the exact same thing, hoping for a different result, is the exact definition of insanity. So let's don't do the insanity route. Let's take a look at what can we do different. You know, 2024 starts right now. It starts with the decisions that we're making today. You guys are going to be riding those combines, driving those grain carts, driving those trucks to town, and you're going to have some time to think. And so, well, not the guy in the grain cart because he's busy getting yelled at by everybody. God bless those of you who operate the grain cart. Not a job that I want. But nonetheless, for the rest of us, we'll have some time to think if we're not yelling at the guy in the grain cart. And we can go ahead and be planning and thinking about what we're going to do in 2024. But it starts now. Because if we decide maybe we need to redirect some of these dollars that we thought we were going to spend in October or November, and maybe we need to say, eh, let's hold off here. Let's do something different. Let's make a difference and see if we can improve this yield. Guys, I just want to encourage you to be really willing to take a look, take a chance, and do something. Whether you do anything with us or someone else, I just want to encourage you to try something make a change. If you choose to work with us, we're going to make that change based on soil tests, based on recommendations that come from Midwest Labs. We're not going to just say, hey, you should try this because we don't like that method of doing business. We want to say, statistically speaking, here's your response rate to doing this. And so we want to make sure that we're doing those right things. And simultaneously, we're doing the right thing for the soil. We're doing the right things for soil health. We're doing the right things for yield. We're doing the right things for profit. And guys, the bottom line is this. When we do all that, we're doing the right thing for your kids and your grandkids. Because here at A Better Way to Farm, one of the most gratifying moments that I have this week, as I look back, was my granddaughter Chloe helping us work cattle. I'd have to check with Sheila, but I think she's a 15th generation American farmer. And that's what's really important to us. What happens to the farm? How do we pass it on to the grandkids? How do we keep this thing rolling and going? And we do it by making good, sound business decisions. And I just want to encourage you to do that. Guys, it's always an honor to get to share with you. We thank you so much for tuning in. And you know, however you find us is great. We appreciate you. Where It's an honor to be a little bitty part of your life. And we thank you guys for tuning in. Again, would you please be so kind as to do two things. Number one, give us a written review. We would be eternally grateful. And number two, would you please send us a message with those ideas that you have for this course for first generation starting from scratch farmers? Because we love ag. And Karen's heart, I will tell you this, her heart is this. If we're going to save small town rural America, we got to figure out how to make it more successful. More farmers starting out equals more money in the community, more people being able to build a store, more people being able to have a gas station, more people being able to have a restaurant. We've got to turn this around and stop losing people to the towns. We've got to figure out how to bring those kids home and make this work. 
She is passionate about this. Help her out. Get her some ideas for what she can put in this for topics, and she will be glad to utilize as many of them as she can. Guys, we appreciate you tuning in. It's always an honor, and I just want to tell you guys, I really do hope you're having a better day. You're listening on the Verbal Crowd Network. Find more great shows at verbalcrowd.com.